downhill sounds bad, but uphill is like, I don't want to walk uphill. And welcome back to the latest and greatest episode of the Shaving Points Podcast. My name is Jayton May, joined as always by my co-host Quentin Crisco. How are we doing tonight, Quentin? Doing wonderful, Jay. Looking to bounce back. You know, last week was tough. My name is Quentin Crisco. You can follow me on Twitter at BuckyStats. You can follow this here podcast on Twitter at Shaving underscore points. That's PTS underscore pod. And make sure to go check us out at shaving-points.com. Pretty rough week. You know what they say. It's all uphill from here. Up, I've never understood that saying. Is it uphill or downhill? Because like downhill's easier, but it's like downhill sounds bad. But uphill is like, I don't want to walk uphill. That, that quote is forever ruined for me because of the show due date with Zach Galifianakis. Because whatever he says in that show, I think is backwards. But that's the one that always resonates with me. And I think he says it's all uphill from here. And I think it's supposed to be it's all downhill from here. Robert Downey Jr. was like, no, 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 that's wrong. He was like, no, no, everybody wants to be up. Nobody wants to be down. And then just a perfect back and forth. One of the great underrated comedies that I absolutely love. We got some issues in the league right now. These roughing the passer penalties are getting a little bit out of hand. You know, it's been a while since they felt licenses. I don't remember the last uproar. I feel like the last time there was an uproar over roughing the passer penalty was like four or five years ago. So it's about due. Two of the worst ones I've ever seen this week. The Tom Brady. I don't even know how to explain how bad that was. He didn't fall on him. He didn't maliciously sling him down. The whistle never blew. He still had the ball. And he just wrapped him up by the waist, spun, and tackled him. The fact refs in the NFL aren't held accountable for calls is kind of getting ridiculous. There's got to be some accountability. I mean, you just need to put these guys on like a full-time salary. I don't know what the plan is to fix it, but the fact that the ref can just say at the end of the game, I stand with my call is absolutely outrageous. You know how you hold them accountable? Go on your computer, get a clip of the play, tweet out, this is bullshit, at NFL officiating. That gets it done every time. And then <laughs> last night we I had <laughs> we had a strip sack. Las Vegas was driving. The guy stripped the ball from Derek Carr, fell on him. So he was already on offense by the time he actually fell on Derek Carr. And they said, because he was in the passing posture, you're protected from that point on. The guy fell on his own arm to try to like relieve the pressure off Derek Carr. Still got the penalty. Las Vegas goes on and scores, turns the Kansas City crowd into one of the most hostile environments I've ever seen in my life. On top of Patrick Mahomes already being Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey already being Travis Kelsey. I think if it's not for that play, I don't know if Kansas City wins that game. But after yeah. that play happened, and that crowd got roaring. Travis Kelsey goes out there and catches four touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes goes out there and slings four touchdowns. And they're just having their way with him after that. Towards the end of the game, it got a little dicey. He had two really questionable calls. I don't know if you watched the Quentin, but so Kansas City scored. They're up seven, and they go for two to make it a two-score game, which I agree with. Coming back, Las Vegas scores, and then goes for two to take the lead instead of tying it. I saw the uproar of like analytics Twitter and football guy Twitter mashing each other's heads after the game. And I didn't know why. Now I know. (laughs) Yeah. So back to back scoring plays. The Kansas City one made sense because you're already up seven. Kick the extra point. You make it a one possession game, a one possession game. If you can make a one possession game, a two possession game, in my opinion, you always have to do that. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Well, that's what but, made the, uh, the, the the arguments on Twitter so funny. Because, like, the football guys are sitting there saying, this is why analytics are dumb. The analytics guys are like, analytics told you not to do that. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you look on the other side of it, and you could tie the game with an extra point. But granted, it is Patrick Mahomes that you're giving the ball back to. But it is Patrick Mahomes you're giving the ball back to. So if you think he's going to score anyway, wouldn't you want to try to at least tie it up and try to stop him? Because they did stop him. And then they failed after that. But that's neither here nor there. But, 
Yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to tie the game right there. I mean, you're giving the ball to Patrick oh, Mahomes. Yeah. You're, you're giving the ball back to him anyway. I mean, at least if he has a lead, maybe how much he's, time was left? Uh, enough to run it out with a couple of first downs, maybe three twenty-four or something, something like that. Oh yeah, that's too much time yeah. to be saying to be playing for the lead there. Like if it was like under a minute, I could get it. Yeah, like if you knew that, there was there's no, the argument of like when there was no the chance. Yeah, if you knew there was no chance of like getting the ball back, but uh, let me let me check and see. So Devonta Adams scored with four minutes and twenty-seven seconds left, and they went for two, down one. So they could have tied it up with five minutes left in the game. Yeah. When they saw two timeouts. Five five minutes left in the game, two timeouts. And you can either tie the game or go for a one-point lead. But Well, I think just like the game the theory game behind it of like the reason you'd go for two is because you're saying we're still going to need another touchdown to win and we're 50, 50 to get a two point conversion on each one. So we're going to hit 14 at least either way. Well, but so like, that's the, the game that's, theory there doesn't really make sense. For, that's if you're down. That makes more sense if you're down 14, but in this scenario, yeah. if Kansas city goes and kicks a field goal, yeah. you have to, you have to score a touchdown to where if they kick a field goal in a tie game, then a field goal still ties it back. Yeah, and then you still have the chance for overtime, but you're basically taking your your opportunity to get you're you're taking your opportunity for a field goal. Basically, you're it's touchdown or bust next time you get the ball, which yeah. to me is crazy. And also, Kansas City had a bad, has a bad, bad, bad kicker. Already missed two field goals in the last two weeks. So even if Kansas City goes down there and gets some field goal range, they could miss. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly where right. I was going with that. Was like, but then you're not factoring in the field goal idea of it. I mean, I, it just sounds like Josh McDaniels outsmarted himself, to be honest. Yeah. But Devonta Adams, two monsters. If it players. was anyone other than Josh McDaniels, I'd say they were an idiot. But, you know, like, uh, I mean, that just didn't make sense. Have, Josh McDaniels doesn't necessarily have the best track record as a head coach either. So, yeah, I know. I know. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Devonta Adams, monster game, uh, 250-yard-plus touchdowns. Uh, Travis Kelsey, four touchdowns, 25 receiving yards. Uh, just an absolute – I think I think that's the lowest amount of receiving yards he's had. I, I think they said in 17 games. That's the most that's, touchdowns he's ever had in a game. It's the fewest receiving yards in a game with four-plus touchdown catches ever. Yeah. You I know mean, what the next yeah. closest is? Probably – Close to 60. 93 yards. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I mean, he did have he did have three other catches that were called back for some sort of holding or offensive penalties. Um, so, and then, realistically, he probably had closer to 45. But still, I mean, that's not a whole lot for four touchdowns. Yeah. They're, all, all four touchdowns were less than, I think, five yards, so... Incredible by me. I had him in every single one of my fantasy leagues. I had Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey in the same league in three different leagues. We told everyone here first, it is never too early to draft Travis Kelsey, and this is why. Yeah, he was a top five scorer in fantasy this week and had five catches for 25 yards and four touchdowns. So, Um, Patrick Mahomes just doing Patrick Mahomes things. You know what one of the best bets in football at any time is? Any any many time touchdown for Travis Kelsey? Well, yeah, but live betting Patrick Mahomes down multiple scores early. So that's what I did as well. Uh, Chiefs were down ten to twenty, and nineteen seconds left. And before the kick, I got the Chiefs at plus two ten live, and then nineteen seconds left. Patrick Mahomes marches down there, almost. He almost hit Travis Kelsey on a 65-yard touchdown. So Travis Kelsey's open, and the last second cuts towards the sideline because there's if he catches the ball, there's five seconds left. So Patrick Mahomes throws the ball to the end zone, going for the touchdown, and Travis Kelsey cuts towards the sideline, um, thinking he's going to have to get out of bounds, and just like a like a half-second miscommunication. And I think Travis Kelsey would have caught it for a touchdown, but. He went for the sideline. Mahomes through through the hail mary basically, and they missed that opportunity. 
But yeah, that, that, that should have been five touchdowns, and they should have gone into half down three. Uh, but going to half, down seven, just great, great comeback. But some of the you other games, like, so we have to – Patrick, just real quick, Patrick Mahomes, when he's down by 10 points or more in the first quarter, is 12-9 and nine straight up. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's the most ridiculous stat I've ever heard. Like, have a winning record, like, yeah, have, having a winning record. Like, what, what, what do you think all those lives, like, lives were on the buddy line? Like, 1,200? Like, and you're, you're betting 12 and 9 on a plus 1,200 money line? Like, yeah. <laughs> Oof. Um, yeah, Chiefs look good. Chiefs are rolling. Got a monster matchup this week. We'll talk about that here in a minute. Another team I wanted to talk about is the Patriots. Are they good? Or is this just the Lions having a bad week? Um, I think the Patriots are really tough to play in Foxborough. Yeah, they're just a tough team. And, yeah, and they're just well coached and they're, they're they they know what they're doing. Like I don't think the Giants, I mean, who knows? Maybe Bailey Zappi is the next Tom Brady. Maybe so. I mean the Lions just never could get anything going. They could never sustain a drive. Um, just one of those things where everything just went wrong for them, so I do like the Patriots going forward, but I think they might be getting a little bit too much love and people might still be burying the Lions. I mean, we're talking about a Lions team that had a chance to beat Philadelphia. I mean, they're, they're in every game. That's, I mean, this first game they weren't in on. Uh, they still have a top five offense in the league after putting up a goose egg. Like, still pretty impressive. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown's on one leg. Um DeAndre Swift wasn't playing. They're going into a bye week this week. I think they get. I think they get it fixed. They get it figured out. They're getting Jameis Williams back soon. Uh, Jamal Williams is probably a little banged up as well. Um, so I mean, I think I think they're going to be just fine. Their O line is missing a few guys right now. I think, and that's huge for them. Yeah. Then the last team I wanted to talk about before we go into our bets this week: New York Football Jets. So I know was Miami. Wilson good? Was I didn't catch any of that game. Was Wilson good? It looked pretty good. Which one? Zach Wilson. Oh uh, yeah, he's good. And Garrett Wilson's good too. But you know, he's really good. Talked about all offseason. Reese Hall. Yeah. Reese Hall's damn good. The offensive line's coming together. Salah's got that defense kind of. So it, weird, weird game. Uh, the Sky Judge takes Teddy Bridgewater out of the game after the first play, and then he goes to the sideline, passes every concussion protocol, is completely fine. All the neurologists say he's completely fine, but they say since he bounced his head off the turf on a safety that he can't come back in the game. Brand new rule. It was it was because he, uh, he wasn't walking straight when he stood up. He stumbled a little bit, but... I mean, that could oh. be for any reason. Zach Wilson was 14 to 21 for 200 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He didn't do much. Yeah, I mean, he, but they didn't have to either. Yeah. Brees Hall was a monster. That's a but, Mr. I mean, Bisky line right there. 14, 14, for, <laughs> four, four, 14 for 200 is still pretty solid. 14 for 20 oh, for 200? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't have the to do much. Yards is fine. Like, uh, is the fact that he, he didn't have to, but I mean, when he had to make plays on third down, he was making plays on third down. Garrett Wilson looked good. Corey Davis looked good all year. I mean, I think I think the Jets are frisky. Oh, they're definitely frisky. I was just I was genuinely curious if Wilson was why they scored forty, or if Wilson was along for the ride. Oh, yeah, a little bit of both. I mean, he got them down there a lot of the times, and I mean, they were just running the ball extremely well against that Miami defense. Uh, I think Michael Carter had two touchdowns. I think Brees Hall had. One or two touchdowns. Yeah, they uh, only had like, I mean, they, they they put together one eighty yard drive and a few fifty yard drives. So like, I mean, a few fifty yard drives. It's a decent, a decent defense. Yeah, and the like Quentin Williams was a monster. Absolutely buried Tyreek Hill. One of the funniest highlights of all time. So no, I think I like the Jets moving forward. I think they're frisky. I, I, they had a lot of young talent on that team, and. They're playing mistake-free football with young talent that is performing quite well. So that's one of those teams where if they get hot and with all those young bucks, like they might be, they might be a force. Especially who knows when two is coming back. Uh, New England is maybe good, maybe not. Just well coached, but I don't, I don't think there's a ton of talent on that New England team. 
And then you have the Bills, who are the class of the division. But, I mean, I, I, I think with the way the AFC West looks, there's some wild card opportunities. And I think the Jets could squeeze their way into one of those wild card opportunities. It's possible. I mean, you got you got what the seven teams now. I mean, it, it's anyone's yeah, seven teams. So you're gonna assume Bills when there's. It looks like the Chiefs might run away with the AFC West. That that division's bad. Um, yeah. And then the South is probably only putting out one team, maybe two. Jacksonville. I mean, Tennessee's gonna be Tennessee. Tennessee's just quietly on a three-game winning streak. They're gonna be frisky. They always turn it on down the stretch. And then you have the Jags sitting there too, but I, I think the Colts might be dead. I mean, unless Sam Ellinger comes in and can do something for him, Matt Ryan's bad. Matt Ryan's bad, bad. Yeah, then, I mean their their old line just isn't good anymore, and he needs that. Like he need, yeah. and they're just not good right now. They're just, yeah, they're just not. And then you look at the North, and you think Cincy and uh, Baltimore both, but. It just seems like they can't put games together. It's like they're they're good. They look good. They play good, but they don't score points and they don't win games. It's like the craziest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah, and then it's Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh's wild. the worst team. Pittsburgh's the worst team in the league, and the Browns are good enough to lose on a Jacoby Brissett interception on the last drive every week. Yeah, <laughs> like three straight right. games. Three straight games they've lost when they were their, their last three losses. I'm in where they had a chance to win the game at the end of the game, and Jacoby Brissett throws a touchdown after playing well the entire game. Yep. But even their wins, they barely squeaked out, and they were kind of miraculous. So they could they could be as good as five and zero, and they could be as bad as zero and five. Which means two, three wins is about right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it means they're uh, it means they're a 500 football team. <laughs> Most of the league. Um, what the hell happened to our Jaguars? See, that's the one. That's the anomaly. like we were both on that game. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I think I think this week is the test. Um, who who did they play last week? Uh, Houston. Houston. Yeah, just a weird game. And Houston's yeah. frisky too, but they're I don't know. I think I think it was a little bit of the Jaguars thinking it was getting a little too big for their britches. And then yeah. Houston just being a, a talented team. And I mean, I don't mean to toot our own horn, but toot toot like Damon Pierce is good. Yeah. Boys I mean we were on that guy pre draft. I mean Yeah. Everybody hopped on him in the preseason, but like we we've been on that dude since before March. the draft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, I think that that's the only that's the only game I really want. I mean, I don't under I still do not. I only caught the end of the game in London. Yeah. I still do not understand how the Giants scored on Green Bay at all. Like Danny but, Times, I guess he's so. a nickname. Like he's just. Good enough, and then Saquon had a couple big plays, but yeah. I mean, Danny Dimes is just good enough, and like he's just quick enough to where he can pick up, he can consistently pick up first downs with his legs, and then from there makes one or two throws, and then you still have Saquon. They're very well coached. Brian Dable is a hell of a coach, and Danny Dimes is just athletic enough to keep every single drive alive. Yeah. But yeah, I just I was shy. I mean, I had the under in that game, and no, I thought that was a lock, and I just yeah. I, I was shocked by that. But honestly, I wasn't even upset that I lost the bet because Green Bay lost to the Green Bay lost, and I think they're gonna lose again. But uh, last game, we could just do this real quick. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys. He, he, I was on it, man. I was on might that be, trade last weekend. Might be the best two in football. Uh-huh. I mean, that defense, like that defense is rocking. I mean, and I'm we we. I mean, we've played good offenses and haven't given up twenty points yet. Uh, we haven't given up two touchdowns in a game yet. Um, incredible, opportunistic, 
they can rush the passer. One of the one of the best rushing the passer teams we've seen since I don't even know when. This early into the season? Probably I mean, 2018 Bears. I mean, that was the last one that was like you can win just off the pass rush. Yeah, I mean, I think they're I think they're getting pressure on the quarterback at like a 78% clip last I yeah. saw. Like seven out of ten dropbacks, somebody is getting pressure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean I'm still tired of the Cooper Rush love. Like you need to calm down on the Cooper Rush love. I mean, he threw twelve passes last week. I mean, he's he's not good. Uh I am hoping and praying that the Washington football commander team goes out there and pays that man $120 million. Nothing would make me happier in the world than the Washington football commanders paying Cooper Rush $120 million. And when they do it, I will celebrate for years and years and years and years because he's not good, but he is, he's basically what everybody thinks Chase Daniel is, is a guy who can come in and manage the game and not lose it for you. Chase Daniel's not even really that. People just think he. <laughs> no, that's what I said. I said he's exactly what people think Chase yeah. Daniel is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I caught, I caught your the, the slip in there. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So Cowboys best team in football. Jets may be frisky. Chiefs are fantastic. Refs suck. Jags have a prove it game. And we got a and bunch of winners. Somehow the Giants won with Daniel Jones. Oh, another thing. One more thing. Pittsburgh Steelers were seeing football. Tried to say it last week. 14 points. Was that damn near enough for them that game? Nope, but moving it's on. It's somehow we'll start I'm still out, tempted to take them this week, but I'm not doing it. We'll start out. We'll start out with the game of the year. Everybody has been waiting for it, clamoring for it. After last week's Thursday night barn burner, everybody was, I mean, can't wait for Thursday night football. I've been saying it for years. We had an electric one last week with the Colts and Broncos. Probably top 10 game I've ever seen in my life. Followed up this week by the Chicago football Bears against the Washington football commander, our words. And... I can't wait for this game. I mean, I, this is one of those games where you look at it at the beginning of the year and you look at the primetime games and you circle it on your schedule. You tell the wife, hey, on Thursday, October 13th, we ain't doing shit except watching, watching Chicago, Washington. Game, game of the year type potential here. Who do you got? You know who I got, man. I got my bears. I mean... So I've been I've been working on preview for this game for the last two days because it's a short week and it sucks and I've just been like going through all twenty-two and like trying to get my video out, my article out, and I did that all. It's all done as of like two hours ago. But one thing I learned through all this is that Washington football commanders are really, really bad on offense like really bad um like they've they've scored a total of i think it's it's something like five first half touchdowns so far this year 80 percent of their yards have come in the second half and 70 percent of the plays that they've run on offense have been while trailing like they're they're just they're the definition of garbage time production. So I got two units. When I saw it open up at a, at a pick them, I, I put two units on the Bears money line just because Bears are coming off a almost comeback victory in Minnesota last week. Justin Fields' best game of the year. Maybe the best game he's ever put on film as a pro. Um, like, I thought they were it was clean. He looked good. There was a lot, a lot, a lot to like about the way Justin Fields played last week, which was much needed, much needed, because the first four weeks he was not showing that. He was not looking like that same player that he was towards the end of last year. And it was it was starting to get concerning. But the fact that he did it last week on the road in a tough stadium to play in made me feel a lot better. Um, the only hesitation I have in this game is if – that, that Washington D-line is still a monster. 
if they just wreck the game, then it's going to be tough. But I don't trust Washington to score any points in the first half. I don't trust them to do much of anything in the first half. They're like, they, it's clear (laughs) watching their film. Like they're trying to get Carson Wentz in rhythm. And he's just missing throws. And then at some point, they just say, fuck it, we're throwing deep now. And he's missing deep throws because he never got a rhythm. <laughs> like, it's yeah, just, he, he, it's rough. Uh, who, who was the receiver that let that ball go at the end of the game? I don't even know. Was it Dotson? No, for the for the Bears. Or do y'all have a Dotson? Again, oh, the the oh, okay. I thought I thought you were talking about someone I'm watching. No, no, no. Oh yeah, uh, Amir Smith Marset. Okay, is he still in the game? Still on the team? On the team? Yeah, he's not getting cut. It's a rebuilding year for the Bears. They're, they're gonna I thought they were going to win that out. game. He looked. I mean, he was looking good that two minute drill. It's the best he's looked all year. Like he said, uh, Washington football team might be one of the worst, if not the worst team in the league. Carson Wentz is absolutely abysmal. Justin Fields got some juice. Um, I'd like to see Khalil Herbert get going a little bit here. I don't know anything about the Bears, but I'm assuming he's still healthy. I don't know anything no, about David Montgomery's Montgomery. Status. Montgomery got hurt in week three, and he was supposed to be missed like four or five games, and he came back after two games and a monster game last weekend. He's okay. And Khalil Herbert still doesn't know how to pass protect. So, yeah. And Montgomery's yeah. great at pass, pass bro. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just think, Justin Fields' talent alone is enough to win this game. I think the, the vibes in Chicago are about the highest they've been in a long time. So, yeah, I'm taking Chicago here. Don't don't love it, but, I mean, I don't, I don't think I could take Washington to beat anybody in the league right now. So, I'm taking Chicago minus one. Moving on. My two units is very biased. It would only be one unit if I wasn't a Bears fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on to my next game, our next game. We both have this one, it looks like. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars going to Indianapolis. Talked about it a little bit before we get into our bets. think this is a prove-it game for them here. Um, I got the money line at plus 115. I think it's a one-point spread right now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Jacksonville here. Uh, Matt Ryan's terrible. Jacksonville can rush the passer. Trevon Walker's look pretty good. They got a couple guys on that defense. Uh, Devin Lloyd out of Utah is looking pretty good for them. Um, and that offense is looking really good. Christian Kirk looking like he might be worth the contract. And then you relook at the Christian Kirk contract compared to what all these other guys signed for and what they're doing in their offenses. And it's like Christian Kirk might have been worth the money. Who knows? He might have he might have reset the market and created a absolutely crazy hysterical overpaid market but out of all the receivers they got paid i mean he's looking pretty good compared to what he's making so i don't know jags might have something they might not i i think this is a put your nuts on the table game you're either you're either going to compete for this division or you're not and this this is the week we find out i'm taking jags money line here plus 115 what do you got i got jags money line i mean the way i see it they've underperformed two weeks in a row I don't expect it to be three. I think that they're going to come out there with a good game plan. I think that they're going to get after Matt Ryan. Ryan, he needs a good offensive line. He had it his whole career for the most part in, in Atlanta, and that's not a coincidence. They focused on it because the guys cannot play without a yeah, wall in front of him. Yeah, yeah, and so, I mean, it's that the Colts' offensive line is a mess right now. They were starting a – third round rookie at left tackle last week they moved their left tackle to right tackle and their right tackle to like right guard like it was yeah, just it was bro. a mess and i think i think uh ryan kelly got injured their center in that game too and quentin nelson i think he's clearly dealing with something i don't know what it is but he doesn't look right um that that o-line doesn't have the swagger and the the juice that it once did and once you know that you know they're not getting matt ryan that they paid for. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it hasn't looked good for them at all. Uh, but like, weird like we said, do happen in Indy. Yeah, like we said, I mean, one of the one of the best games in NFL history last week with them in Denver. So you never know. I, I just don't know if he can follow up another barn burning performance like that with a win this week. So give me Jags money line. Next on the list, I don't have this one. You got this one. We got Cincinnati going or at home 
versus the no, New Orleans. Going to New Orleans. Oh, okay. Cincinnati. Yeah. So the home team. The second team on the graphic is always the home uh, team. Because I always, I always use at for invert. Anyway, 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 going to the New Orleans Taysom Hills. And what do you got on this game? I got Cincy minus one. I think Cincy is a far better team. I know New Orleans is a tough place to travel to, tough place to play in, but I don't care. You don't that think defense has. This game? No, I don't. I, I, I mean, that defense has not looked good lately. They got a lot of talent. I thought they were going to be a really good defense, and they're um, they're giving up a ton of points every week. I just but Seattle I'm starting good to question. I mean, maybe they are, but I think Joe Burrow and company are better. You're telling me Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are better than Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett? Are you insane? Uh, how many national championships do they have? Well, Tyler Lockett was Kansas State and Geno Smith was West Virginia, so zero. Boom. My point exactly. Lock it in. <laughs> Lock it in. Cincinnati minus one. Boom. All right, moving on. We have another one that I do not have. You have the Carolina Panthers without Matt Rule and a team full of disarray going to Los Angeles and covering ten and a half. This is a this is a game where I was like, it's only ten and a half, and I was like, uh, I don't know, kind of felt a little ratty, but it's like. I don't know if I can take the Rams laying ten and a half to anybody right now, but I also don't know if. Like I'm assuming the Rams can score thirteen, so it's like in my mind, can Carolina kick a field goal? Um, so you know who's starting this game at quarterback for Carolina? PJ Walker. P.J. Walker. You know what P.J. Walker's record is as a starting quarterback in the NFL? I don't know anything about P.J. Walker. He is 2-0. He won a game 20-0 and won a game 34-10. So every time P.J. Walker started, he has put up a total of 54 points and the defense only allowed 10. He is the heart and soul of this team. And In all reality, though, dead cat bounce. Coach just got fired. Who's their interim? Guy, I don't even care. I don't know. I don't care. Um, dead cat bounce. I love a dead cat. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to belittle you. <laughs> I care because they got some bad coaches on that coaching staff. They <laughs> might. All I know is when a bunch of when a bunch of pros are playing for a guy who they don't really want to play for, anyone's better. And yeah. Christian McCaffrey's trying for the- to get out of there. Christian McCaffrey's trying to make someone say. Hey, come give a first round pick for me. DJ yeah. Moore's trying to make some contender say, Man, that guy looks good. He's only is it, a first isn't round PJ pick. Walker the guy that's played for like 17 teams? Like I never say only, No, I think he's only played for Carolina in the NFL. Uh, he was a temple quarterback. He, he came there with Rule, actually. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he came. Yeah, he, he coached for the Rule. XFL, I think. Yeah, um, he, he played for Rule at Temple. Yeah. Um, and like, really, one of the biggest factors here for me is the Rams still can't block anybody. They're bad. <laughs> no one with an O line plague like their O line is right now. Well, their defense is pretty good. Favorites over anybody. Yeah, their, their defense, defense isn't playing that good. Yeah, they are I mean, good. I don't. I don't, I don't know. What, up to it. I don't know what you can say about their defense. I mean, they did give up. Uh, gave up one or two touchdowns to the Cowboys. I'm not even sure. I know for sure one. I know the Tony Pollard 50-yard run, but I thought Gallup might have had one. Either way, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I mean, I love the under in this game. Love, I almost love, took love the, the under, under too, but I only um, have one bet on it. Yeah, and so if I'm betting this game, I'm probably taking the under. But, yeah, we have 41 total here. My only thing about that is is Carolina's defense isn't that great. Cooper Cup, still Cooper Cup. I mean, I think we're going to get an Allen Robinson game at some point. 
Sean McVay is still a good offensive coordinator. They still have Matt Stafford. I mean, they could go out and score 40 by themselves and kind of approve it, uh, make a statement. And honestly, game. And it's what just better? too early in the week to bet unders. Like, yeah, you gotta wait until Sunday and look at look at where the cash is and say like, okay, yeah. you know, you find the numbers that are inflated and then you hit them. So going to our next game here, we have the New England Football Patriots versus the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. That's kind of what I said at the beginning or before we started breaking down games. Cleveland just keeps finding ways to lose every week. Jacoby Brissett just can't close out a game and save his life or go for a game-winning drive. New England's very well coached. It looks like it looks like they're rallying around Bailey Zappi. They look like they love playing with that man. So I'm taking New England on the road here. I'm taking New England plus three, underdog. This might be this might be a money line play for me too. I mean, I love New England in this spot kind of buried New England earlier in the year and they're they're just a good solid football team and if Bailey Zappi can go out there and sling it boy well, I mean they got some weapons on that team I mean Devonta Parker and Nelson Aguilar uh, they have two tight ends Ramondre Stevenson looked damn good last week they have a decent my dude line. Jacoby Myers put up 20 fantasy points last week yeah Jacoby Myers is still there and then on top of all that you have Bailey Zappi who lit up college football last year. I know in a, in a smaller conference, but still very talented guy with a lot of arm talent and a guy that's not scared to sling it. And Devontae Parker's kind of been one of those guys for a long time that just has all this talent. Like this could be a quarterback that he could just mesh with because I think I think Devontae Parker had seven targets last week. Um, so, I mean... I think it was two weeks ago. Maybe two weeks ago, but either way, I mean... I. I love I love New England in this spot. After a monster win, they still feel like I, I feel like they're getting really undervalued here. Um, even if they even if they would have lost to the Lions, like I still like feel like three points would be the most this line should be. I think it should be closer to even. Maybe that's just me being stupid, but Cleveland hasn't really proven that. They should, I don't know. I don't know. I love New England here. What do you got? I got New England plus three. Um, I just think, I was I was a little on the fence about this one. And then I started thinking about it and just how much Bill Belichick loves to shit in the Browns Cheerios. And yeah. when looked it up, Cleveland's two and seven against Bill, Bill Belichick against the spread. People I mean, they, that's where he started his coaching career. Head yeah. coaching career. Yeah. And he got fired. It's personal. It's always been personal with him and the Browns. And that's enough for me to jump on jump on New England plus three. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. Uh, moving on to our next one here. We have Denver Broncos going to the Chargers. Two teams that don't look great right now. We have four and a half points spread here. I didn't touch this game. What did you got? I think Denver's going to bounce a little. I think that there's yeah. that they hit a breaking point. I don't think Russ is healthy at all. And I think it's impacting That's his deep ball especially. But I mean, I don't think I don't, he might be bad if he was healthier. But I, I the, something doesn't look right about his ball right now. But I think he's going to get shot up with a bunch of stuff so he doesn't feel anything. And if I'm being blatantly honest. And do whatever it takes to have a good game because that fan base is turning on him fast. And if they're in a good game plan, I think they're going to – I mean, I don't even know if they'll win this game. I just think they'll do enough to keep it close. And the – I mean, and the Chargers haven't showed anything that's like, oh, wow, it's the Chargers. Like, they play – who did they almost lose to last week? Was it the football commanders? No. No, who was was it? The close game. I think I – I think I bet against them last week. Oh, I forget who here. it was, but Chargers gonna charge them. Yeah, the charge uh, the Chargers like Browns, especially. Browns. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Browns, Browns plus three. Browns should have won the game and just could have reset the interception. So like, 
They also missed a couple of field goals. The Chargers had the most stat had the most stacked starting lineup in football, and they got hurt, and they had no depth. Like they they're really hurting yeah. right now because their depth is just not there. Well, both is playing banged Bosa up. Can't stay healthy. Herbert's yeah. broken ribs. Um, Eckler had a Eckler game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's no, promising. Josh Kelly kind of uh, he had some flashes there too. So yeah, I mean, still one Eckler's touchdowns. If I had to, if I had to bet this game, I'm probably with you on Denver just because. At some, at some point, everything's just gonna fall apart completely, or they're gonna get it back together. Yeah. And I think they're gonna get it back together. Yeah, that's kind of where my so. head's at. Like, I think they're too talented to not figure something more out. And if they don't, that just means that Daniel Hackett has no business being the head coach. That like, I think, I think me, that's already that's, pretty clear. Yeah, I don't think we have to say any more of that to know that he shouldn't be the head coach. But <laughs> he, I mean, I think he's coaching for his job right now because yeah, he is bad. So really how bad. much do they regret hiring him to get Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I thought I still thought he was gonna be good. Then they trade them, and then he goes and gets Russ. I mean, but. You I know, mean, they're, they're, the best they're getting, thing I saw. They're close this to the week. point of having a worse draft pick. Like, Seattle, Seattle's actual draft pick is going to be better than Denver's. And they're going to have both for the next three years, I think. Yeah. And you know, they don't, like, you can't get rid of that Russ contract. And so it's like, if Russ doesn't pull something together, like, Seattle's sitting on like a verge of like three top ten picks, and it's like, what do you do? I don't know. She knows your guy, <laughs> right? Well, so, I don't know. I, mean, you know, I think Seattle goes and gets a quarterback. And I think Seattle goes and gets Stroud. Or, you know, I wasn't talking about what does Seattle do. I'm saying what does Denver do? Like, so is uh, is Pete Carroll a quarterback whisperer? He might be. He very well might be. Um, a lot of QBs in his past that have done a lot better with him than without him. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about, man. Uh, so one of the best things I saw this week was um, and Gino after that. Ta- Gino's always had talent. Like Nobody ever oh, questioned yeah. Gino's talent. And it was just always like, oh, he wasn't a leader. And he, he was just always on really bad Jets teams, too, and then never got a chance yeah. after that. So, I mean, this could just be the Gino resurgence. Like, rarely do we see well, a quarterback get kind of – he basically got washed out. Like, if before last year when he had to come in for Russ, if you asked me if Geno Smith was still in the league, I probably would have told you no. <laughs> so, honestly, Geno's supporting one of my theories right now about quarterbacks that if you have the physical talent and you can just hang along around, hang around long enough in the NFL – and, and like Harvard. obviously there's the there's the work ethic side like are you putting the work in or do you care about it all that but like if you have all that it seems like it's a pro didn't work out your first place but you can hang around long enough you get to a place that has talent around you yeah. and you're an experienced talent at that point mm-hmm. you can be re- you can become a really good quarterback like I, I, well, I don't think there's been enough examples of it to fully buy it yet. But I don't see like, yeah. Well, if these guys then, have the physical tools and the work ethic, then that all they need really need is experience, right? Yeah. Well, when the thing is, when you look at it, most of the time, the people who get the early starting situations that watch out that never end up working out. Their first round picks, they've made the money. Why would they go sit and hold a clipboard? Rarely do you have a guy like Geno Smith who wasn't a first round pick, who got yeah. forced into a starting role, who had that starting role for a while that hadn't made the money and so they stick like if he would have ended up in a different situation he might we've not we might have never even heard from him and then he came he might come in seven years later as a as a career backup and do the same thing but the reason why you don't really see guys wash out go sit on the bench and come back is most of the time they're first round picks and it's like i've made so much money i don't care about holding a clipboard and trying to work my way back into the league you know yeah so, so sample size is going to be incredibly small about the uh, opportunities nathaniel hackett 
thing here. So his dad, Paul Hackett, was the coach at USC before Pete Carroll got there. So Pete Carroll took his dad's job. Then Lil Nathaniel finally gets a head coaching job in the NFL. Yes, I'm Pete Carroll go sells him a bad sale of goods. Hey, so I'm going to go steal your quarterback. Up. So you Pete Carroll went and won national championships with his dad's recruits and then sold him a bad quarterback. Got a lot of picks. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, when we looked at that trade, you're like, uh, who's that Who's that tight end they got? Oh, Noah Fant. Noah Fant. You're like, man, like, sucks for Noah Fant. Like, it, like he goes from Drew Locke yeah. to Drew Locke, but he goes from Denver Drew Locke to Seattle Drew Locke. And then Gino comes and lights it up, and then he's nowhere to be found, and Will Disley's just lighting it up. Like, <laughs> still sucks for no offense. Still sucks for no offense. Dude, he's so, so what, good, too, man. Is he? Is he? Yeah. He might be O.J. Howard. I don't know. I mean, hey, he did well for me in fantasy in previous years without a good quarterback. Yeah. I mean, as well as a 12th-ranked tight end can do in fantasy football. I guess so. <laughs> but, all right, enough with that. We'll go on to our last game of the week, the truly premier game of the week. We have arguably two of the best teams in football. I think by far the two best teams in the AFC, which I think is pretty undeniable at this point. Wait, we talking about the Jets? We are talking about the Jets. Excuse me, we'll get to that <laughs> game last. Well, well I, I thought the best team in the AFC, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll cover this one pretty quick. I basically already covered everything I want to say about this one from uh, last week. But, uh, yeah, we, I, we got the Jets going to Green Bay. Something's wrong with Green Bay. I mean, we know they don't have receivers. Uh, Aaron Jones doesn't look all that great. Aaron Rodgers looks like he hates everybody. Their defense isn't playing at the level that we thought their defense was going to play at. The Jets are young. They're frisky. They're a very confident team, young and confident. They're going to go into Green Bay, and they're either going to get their dicks beaten off, or they're going to go in there and win this goddamn football game, one of the two. But I love Jets here, plus seven. I mean, Zach Wilson, not a whole lot of two in Wisconsin, a lot of moms. I mean, he's going to have his fair share of uh, women of the night going around. Uh, love, love, love. The Jets in the spot plus seven. Garrett Wilson has been one of my favorite young players in the league so far. Brees Hall has been absolutely incredible. Their defense is playing better than expected. Salah's got these boys pumped up and ready to go. Give me the Jets plus seven. What do you got? I got Jets plus seven. I mean, I just don't think Green Bay's that team this year who beats teams by 20-something points. And plus seven is too easy to backdoor into. Like, even, even if it's – I. I think they put up 20 to 25 points a game. So you're saying, can the Jets score 20? The only thing that, the only thing that sucks about all this is that the Jets are going to win this game. The Packers are going to drop a couple more games. The Cowboys are going to keep on, keeping on winning every week. Cowboys are going to first round by um, somehow, some way. The Vikings are going to win the division in the North. Uh, Packers are going to be in a, a must-win Week 17 game, probably against the Bears. I don't know who they played last week of the season. And it's like if they win, they're in, and they get the seventh seed. And then we have Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, coming to freaking Dallas in the divisional round after Dallas had an incredible season just to lose a really bad Aaron Rodgers team. I'm already not looking forward to it. I already hate my life. I already hate Aaron Rodgers. But I'm going to relish in it for now. Give me the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Flash Gordon, right. baby. Flash Gordon. All right, so Flash. now moving on to the premier matchup. We have the best two teams in football, arguably. Without a doubt, the two best teams in the AFC. We have the two best quarterbacks in football. Without a doubt, I don't think you can even argue that at this point. Um, you have one of the greatest game ever last year in the divisional round of the playoffs, Buffalo versus Kansas City. Buffalo had to go to the entire summer caring about 13 seconds. was too much time for Patrick Mahomes. 
is on a second baby now, so maybe 13 seconds is enough time for Patrick Mahomes. But yeah, I mean this this is truly, truly, truly one of those games at the beginning of the season that you see on the schedule. And it is appointment television for everybody. Um, yeah, you give me Kansas City at home catching three points to the 85 Bears, and I'm taking them. It don't matter. Kansas City at home, Patrick Mahomes at home catching three points. Give me Kansas City. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I so the numbers actually like Buffalo here. And it made me like pause when I was looking at this. I was like, do I like Buffalo? And like, I, right. I was well, the first time when I was writing down my bets this morning, like I was like, at first I wrote Buffalo and I came back later and scratched. It. I was like, what the hell am I saying? Kansas City plus three at home. Like truly, that's truly, a no brainer bet. Truly, in all honesty, this is probably the radiest line of the season, but I don't care. Like at some point you have to, throw your gambling brain out the window and say like, yes, this is a rat line. Yes. The public's going to be all over this. Yes. This is what Vegas wants you to do, but it's Patrick Mahomes at home catching three points. And I think, I mean, if the bills win this game, it's because they have a walk-off field goal, right? So then you push maybe, or maybe the bills just come out here and, I mean, the Bills need this game more than the, the Chiefs need it, I feel like. Yeah, I just, I feel like Patrick Mahomes is going to match all game, whatever they do. And just like, yeah. I mean, that that's the way these guys are. Josh Allen, Pat nothing, Mahomes, they just go one for one, like, until yeah, the, nothing, they're out of time. So whoever has the ball the last in field goal range wins. Bills have had a good pass rush. Von Miller has been very, very, very good for them. But outside of that, I mean, Jordan Poyer's looked all right. I mean, but their secondary hasn't been Is incredible by any means. He, he, he only missed one game, I believe. I think he was oh, back okay. last week. It was Hyde then who's out. Okay. The, the week they lost was the week that Poyer missed. Okay. I, uh, I, I knew I knew one of them was out for the season and one of them was banged up. It's Hyde who's out then. Yeah, but, I mean, so, yeah, give me that. Give me the over 54. I mean, you have the – you have the two best quarterbacks of our generation. I mean, I don't I don't think anybody in the league right now or anybody coming up is going to even begin to get close to these guys' level for the next 10, 15 years. I mean, I think this is Brady and Peyton uh, 2.0 that you're going to have a lot of quarterbacks come in and out of the league that get really good. You might have some big bands that pop up and win a couple of Super Bowls. You might have some Joe Flacco's that pop up and have a miraculous season. You might have – um, you, I mean, you already have Philip Rivers reincarnated and Justin Herbert. Um, just a guy that's really, really good every year. That, You're going to have an Eli show up and just like. Yeah. So, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going to be like the Eli Manning where it's like he's always pretty good. And then he like pops up and like wins two Super Bowls. But then the rest of the time he's bad. Um, yeah. I mean, all these guys already have a role. And that you just have these two guys duking it out every year. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what else to say about this game. I mean, I love the over here. Um, you look at that game last I, year. I like the over here. And against, it, and it, was, it was one of those things where it was like against all odds, like for both teams, it was like, oh, there's only this much time left. Like, can Josh Allen go and do it? And then he goes down there and scores a touchdown. And you're like, oh, he just won the game. There's only 13 seconds left. Patrick Mahomes goes down there, kicks the focal. I mean, just it's just one of those things where when when these two guys get after it, these two quarterbacks get after it, it's whatever you can do, I can do better. The 90s commercial, or it, that might be an actual song too. I don't know, but just just I mean, just fireworks and. Yeah, I don't see how this doesn't go over fifty-four. I'm I'm probably gonna do a part. It's also with, a, with, with a, an alternate over and alternate spread, just like to try to stack some money. But. Moving on, some college football picks real quick. College football has been trash for me, uh, and I've been asked on a lot of college football games 
by other people on games that I don't bet that I've been a hundred percent right on. And it's just the games that I decide to bet I've been terrible on. So maybe shoot me a DM and be like, Hey, you didn't talk about this one on the pod. Who do you like? It's probably going to be a winner. And every, I mean, every, honestly, everything I get out. Aside from multiple unit plays, like we're, we've been just break even, like yeah, it's, but it, it break even isn't what you strive for. But I, had like, a, I had a guy text me on five different games last weekend, five and oh on the games he asked me about. And I went two and five on my own games. Like, and that happens week after week. It was like, I love Mississippi State. I love Tennessee. And I'm like, well, I don't watch them enough to really know. I was like, I watch, I watch every Big 12 game. Like, I feel like I know the Big 12 really well. And then I just don't. So, I'm just an idiot. I don't know. But starting out, we'll run through these pretty quick. I don't have an in-depth breakdown. We have USC versus Utah. Utah just lost to UCLA. Uh, Utah lost early in the season to Florida. I think USC might be the best team in that conference. The fact that they're catching three points. I mean, I thought this would be a pick em. Um, and the, and the fact that USC is catching three, I love USC plus three. Might take the money line here. Next, we have Kentucky at home versus Mississippi State. This is one of those um, where Kentucky looked really, really bad last week as a backup quarterback. Mississippi State might be the second-best team in the SEC. But something about Mike Leach teams – just underperforming and they already did it against LSU. They refused to kick field goals. Um it was going for it on fourth down over fourth down over fourth down again. Uh just get to get themselves into bad situations and can definitely blow a cover and blow a win outright. I think this is a situation for them. I think Kentucky's getting their quarterback back. I believe if Will Levis doesn't play this game I might have a different opinion. But to in my uh, to my knowledge, Will Levis is playing that game. Give me Kentucky plus seven versus Mississippi State. BYU versus Arkansas. Arkansas is really bad. They're on their backup quarterback. BYU is not as good this season as I thought they would be. I thought they could potentially run the table. I've taken them twice now in both their losses. I'm taking them again here. Um, BYU money line plus 110. Arkansas is really bad. BYU's got to get off mat at some point. They just haven't looked as good as they are. And I think they're a good football team, and I think they get this win. Next, we have two of potentially the best teams in the Big 12, Oklahoma State versus TCU. So, I know I talked a lot of shit about TCU in the offseason, and they're a good team, and I know I talked a lot of shit about their stadium. So, I want to apologize to TCU fans about talking shit about your stadium. Like, you definitely have a top-five stadium in the Dallas Fort Worth area for high school teams. Like <laughs> I will I will concede that fact that you have a top five high school stadium in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex area. So I'm sorry for disrespecting your stadium and your fans, um, your trash fan base. Um yeah, everything about you is absolutely garbage. But you have a very good coach and you have a very good team. But Oklahoma State is a good football team, catching four points. I don't know. I mean, I was torn on this one, but, I mean, you give me Oklahoma State plus four against anybody in the Big 12 right now besides maybe Texas, I'm probably taking OK State. So I think I think they can lose any – I think they can lose to anybody in the country just about right now by three. So the fact that we're getting four at TCU, um, I think TCU is getting a little overvalued after there kansas doesn't have a good defense and tcu couldn't score on them early in the game so they ended up scoring at the end of the game but at that point kansas was scoring as well with a backup quarterback when their starting quarterback was a heisman contender going into that game and you lose your heisman contender on a team like kansas with no talent to begin with i mean they're playing with scraps right now and overperforming by a very very good coach and Kansas was keeping you out of the end zone for half the game. And then the same time you start scoring, you start giving up points. Oklahoma State is much better on both sides of the ball than Kansas is. And it took everything TCU had to win by seven at Kansas. So I love OK State here, plus four. Uh, And like I said, TCU, sorry again for 
um, making fun of your stadium all summer and saying you're a trash fan base because you just really have bad fans. But you do you do have a top top five high school stadium uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth metropolitan area. And then last bet I have Texas minus seventeen and a half. Texas, I you know every week I say this team might be the best team in the Big Twelve. Texas is the best team in the Big Twelve with Quinn Ewers as a quarterback. I don't think it's even close. Um, they have a, a really, really good defense. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna run the Big Twelve. I don't think they get another loss for the rest of the season. Quinn Ewers looks absolutely phenomenal. He could go. He could. He could potentially be drafted higher than Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud right now if he could come out of the. If he could come out of college this year, he can't because rules are rules. But. Damn, this kid looks good. Xavier Worthy looks incredible. Bijan looking like Bijan. I mean, probably going to be the first running back we've seen go in the first round since Saquon, I think. Or no, Clyde Edwards-Alaire went 32. I forgot about that. But talent all over this Texas team. And I would say it's not good. Give me Texas minus 17 and a half. Yeah, so as I've said before, most of my college bets are just numbers analytic base based on their averages, their strength schedules, their, you know, turnovers per drive, yards per drive, points per drive, all, all these other factors, just numbers that I really go on. And the numbers didn't really make a lot of sense to me this week. Um, so like these over-unders, they're either going to be like obvious or just like bomb out because they're all rat lines. I don't know which. <laughs> um, yeah. But... Really, it's just following the math on them. I mean, oh, you're taking all over unders basically. Yeah, pretty much. I didn't like any spreads this week, man. Nothing was hitting for me. Yeah. Nothing, nothing was scratching that itch except for Arizona plus 15. Even that, I'm skeptical on. Washington might be bad. That might be a great pick. Yeah, um, that's really what it is. It's fading Washington more than anything. Uh, but Illinois, Minnesota. Illinois is the number one ranked defense in college football right now. I don't uh, think they have the number one defense. So uh, yeah, like so. I I just I think they're due for they're due for a correction there. Cues uh, Syracuse can score. NC State's a good football team with a good quarterback. Give me the over. Their quarterback's that, out, I think. Is he still? I don't care. They uh, produce him over there. Like he was out. I know. I know he was. I know he was out last week. So yeah. Um, and then Mississippi State, Kentucky uh, is, is 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 Will Levis quarterback kentucky is that right yeah i'm getting that mixed up is he is he back this week i don't know i talked about it in my kentucky pick i don't know if he's back this week or not uh well, i think I'm, he's he's supposed to be back but i mean will will rogers might score 46 on that kentucky yeah. defense i was gonna say the, the, this is assuming will levis is back but you're talking about two high level quarterbacks against each other i expect points 46 is a yeah, low I number mean, mississippi state's defense is incredible but they don't have a kicker so Mississippi State goes for it a lot on fourth downs, and yeah. that is an overkiller. Like they should have beat LSU by sixty points, and they lost outright because they had to go for it on fourth and three in LSU territory like seven times early in the game, and it took LSU like nine fourth down, like stopping on fourth down nine times to barely win. So yeah, take that for what you will, but. Mississippi State does have the type of offense that can score 46 points. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm sitting at. I mean, like, Will Rogers know, is incredible. I mean, Will, then, Will, Roger, Will Rogers has thrown four-plus touchdowns in five games in his career. He's only played 17 games. So, I mean, and a third of the games Will Rogers has played, he has scored 35 by himself. Yeah. There you go. Um, and then Tennessee-Bama. This is probably the total that I'm most nervous about. Like, I can see it sneaking up over yeah. 66, but, like, I don't know. also, Tennessee, it's in Tuscaloosa. What? Yeah. I said nobody's been able to stop Tennessee. Yeah, so that's, so that's kind of – But it is. It's also it's Nick in Saban. Tuscaloosa, like, Nick Saban, make, it makes me think it's the illusion so, of a good bet, maybe. But, like, we'll see. I I'll love, probably add some more picks on the Twitter by the time yeah. we hit Saturday, as I like it, I'm watching some of the cash lines move and the tickets move, but like this is all I got for now. I love Tennessee so much in this game. I, I don't have the balls to bet it, but I love Tennessee in this game. I, I I was looking at that too. The numbers didn't like like didn't add up for it, but like I love Tennessee. I was game, thinking man. about it. 
hell have what do you, so what do you think of Florida LSU? Both trash. I, I don't have an opinion on it. I think they're both bad. Yeah. So I was thinking about taking Florida plus, plus two and a half at home, I think. But like... Yeah. I, I ended up not taking it because the numbers didn't like it. Probably the I, least, that amount, was I was least amount of juice that game's ever had in the history of those two programs. Yeah. Yeah. But that's Man. all I got for you. Alrighty. That's gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna win all of our best this week, I believe. Hey, I love I love our NFL picks. Hey, and for the first time ever, we're sleeping on the lines this week. We're on a bye week. Let's get some rest. Let's get healthy and get back. The boys will be back. Yeah. The boys will be back. They'll I believe. Be back. They'll, they'll be back better than ever. I believe. Let's go. Let's win all of our bets. Have a good night. <laughs> Adios.